And welcome to a new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I am your host, Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Hoffman. With me, as always, well, for second week in a row at least, is uh, <laughs> Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Leapack. Evan, you have um, you've survived your first full week at the Goshen News. Congratulations! Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yep. It was a great first week. I thought really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, you saw some uh, pretty cool things, I would say, this week. Got got to take in some history uh, at certain place, places, and um, we'll kind of start with that. Um, Goshen Girls Basketball, man, they had a heck of a week this week uh, with Bryn Shupil becoming the all-time scoring leader in program history. Uh, big win at Warsaw. We'll kind of go this in chronological order here. Uh, Evan, you were at the History Making event Tuesday. What was that uh, moment like and kind of watching that happen as Bryn – took her place in Goshen uh, scoring history. So, Well, first of all, she did it in style, made a three-pointer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she didn't tie the record. She took it out right, right away because she was two points behind. So that was cool. And, uh, at, I mean, obviously nothing happened when she made the three. They're still playing basketball. But during the next timeout, everyone had a standing ovation for her. It was a good minute. It was a good minute standing ovation. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Both teams stood up and clapped. So that was a nice little moment for her. And then obviously after the game, after they had won, they took some pictures, family pictures and stuff like that. And Amy Swihart was actually there as well to right. take in that moment. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool that Amy was there. That's who she broke the record of, obviously. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny because, like, Amy looks kind of unassuming. Like, she doesn't look like she would be the one that had the scoring record. Like, compared unassuming? to Bryn, right? That's like, a tough word to use. I mean, she does. She's a little, you know, Bryn Shupil is so tall, right? So I guess that's throws everybody off. I mean, I look short next to Bryn Shupil, too. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I am short, but, like, you know, yeah. it is what it is. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it was a pretty cool moment for, I thought, to have Amy there. And I think I uh, read somewhere, maybe it was in your story, maybe it's in the, they sent a press release, too, afterwards, that, like, Amy was a big influence in Bryn's career kind of growing up. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool to, like, see that moment. That's what uh, that's what Bryn said afterwards when right. I talked to her a little bit. She said she had known Amy for a long time, and it was really cool. And to, for her to be able to be there and see that and witness that and share that moment with her. So, so yeah, it was definitely cool. Yeah, it was a pretty awesome moment. And then they followed it up, Goshen did, on Saturday with probably the biggest win they've had in 34 years, I would say, uh, beating Warsaw on the road, 49-38. It was their first win at Warsaw since 1981, which wow. is crazy because they play Warsaw every year, and so every other year they're at Warsaw. So they've like never won two in a row against Warsaw, at least in the last 40 years, which is just like insane to think about. Like it's a it's a cursed place almost for them, and mm-hmm. they were kind of able to snap that. And now they sit at 15 and three, five and zero oh in the Northern Lakes Conference. This could be their first chance to win the NLC since 1987 and first outright championship since 1982. I mean, I know we made the joke last week about what we were doing in 1987 because neither mm-hmm. of us existed. Right. I think Rich was working here at the Goshen News in 1987 and 1982, <laughs> I believe, as well. So we have Rich on the podcast, by the way, producing this week. Uh, so now we get to make fun of Rich's old age, uh, which is great. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, we can make fun of our producers, you know, with their age. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I, I posted this on Facebook and, and Twitter, but, like, I, you really can't underscore how big of a win this is for Goshen. Like, this this is a program that has been kind of ascending to this the last four years under Sean Hill. And, 
Like what a win for them! Like this is like a this is like that statement victory, right? That you look for when you're building this program, and uh, you know, I I thought it was uh, I I wasn't necessarily surprised that they won, but I think the way they won kind of surprised mm-hmm. me. I don't know if you had those similar uh, feelings when you saw that they went on a twenty to three run, you know, in the third quarter there to really bust it open. So, well, obviously at fifteen and three, this team's pretty clearly you know right. has what it takes to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. So. It's not that surprising that they beat Warsaw, given the history, maybe. But Warsaw, I mean, where, what were they? Fourteen and three when they played them. Right. Fourteen and four now. Yeah. So I mean, really great team. So it's an impressive win. What was even more impressive was the fact they outscored them twenty-two to seven in the third quarter. Kind of took over in the second right. half because it was it was close first half. Right. So. Warsaw Warsaw led at the half, so it was kind of fun. I was at the Goshen boys game Saturday night. And the Goshen Athletic Director, Larry Kissinger, who's been a guest on the podcast before, um, he was watching the girls' game on his phone, like live streaming, mm-hmm. while we were also watching the boys' game. And all of a sudden, the girls make a run. Like, they start going off. And, like, I'm watching him, and he's going crazy, like, watching the game. It was actually really entertaining to watch Larry go crazy about the game, the girls' game on his phone. So Surprised he wasn't at that one instead. Yeah, home game, you know, for the boys, you got to kind of be there as the athletic director, you know, to yeah, make sure so. things don't fall apart. Um, you could be an assistant, you know, the assistant AD could run the show probably, but I guess Larry just wanted to be there and, uh, you know, make sure everything was okay. Maybe he wanted to be there because they were serving ice cream in the uh, concession stands that night. So, you know, mm-hmm. I would have been there for that, you know, for sure. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty uh, pretty big win for Goshen. And uh, Shoe Pill, 22 points. Shoe Pill did have 22 points, yeah. Nice. So she's at 1,254 career points now. So she's got three games left. She was supposed to have four games left in this regular season, but the Jimtown game that was scheduled for Tuesday night, tonight, before the taping of this, uh, before you – the game will happen after we – you people hear this probably. Does that make sense? There we go. You got, got it. it. It took me. It took me a minute there to think of the uh, the logistics of that statement. Um, but the Jimtown game for scheduled for Tuesday was canceled. Uh, not sure uh, what um, issues are going on. I'm, you could assume it's something COVID related. But Goshen is still scheduled to play uh, Bethany Christian on Thursday. So hopefully. Uh, it's not a, uh, a long-term issue with Goshen. Hopefully, maybe it's just an issue with Jimtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was no specifics really on who had to cancel, I guess, this game. So, uh, we'll, I guess we'll find out Thursday if Goshen, if Goshen plays Bethany or not and go from there. It would be kind of a bummer, this historic season that Goshen is having, to like potentially end in a way of like they go into quarantine here in the next mm-hmm. two like, – they will have to miss the sectional if they go into quarantine at all here in the next two weeks. That goes for every team now, at this, every girls' team at least at this point. Um, it's just be, a couple weeks left. Yeah, yeah it'd be such season. a bummer because mm-hmm. sectionals begin next two weeks from today from this from this taping. Sectional girls' basketball begins. So, like, if you go into quarantine now, you better hope that God the bracket you know falls for you to where you're playing Friday and not Tuesday, and maybe get a couple extra days to get out of that quarantine. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll find out the brackets on Sunday, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, two-hour special, 7 o'clock Eastern, to do something they could just put out in a PDF um, in 30 seconds. So. What do you mean a two-hour special? They do a two-hour bracket reveal. On like where? Online. You watch it online on IHSATV.org. Oh, yep, it? they stream the bracket reveal for all 64 sectionals. 
in girls and boys basketball. The girls won't come out. The boys won't come out till next month, but the mm-hmm. girls one comes out Sunday. It's pretty awesome. Again, I guess we're probably both going to be watching that. I'd imagine. Mm. I mean, if you want to spend your off day watching that, sure. I mean, go right ahead. <laughs> it's Sunday night at 7, so if you really want to spend so, your off night watching the girls' basketball sectional reveals, by all means, you know. If you want to be a, you know, the best journalist you can be, you know, you got to do stuff like that, right? <laughs> or you could just follow along my tweets, and that's all that matters, you know, so. True. Well, how are you going to tweet if you're not going to watch it? I'm going to be watching it. Okay. I'm not off. I have to be here to, you know. So I'll watch it too. I feel like if, I should watch if it. If you want to watch it, we'll both go watch right it. ahead. Grab God some bless. popcorn. Yeah. You know? Listen to Paul Nydig, the commissioner from the IHSA, talk about how great they are and you know, all that stuff. So the basketball commissioner will hop on too and talk about how great the basketball season's been. And mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they've gotten through a basketball season in a pandemic. I give them kudos to that you know illinois hasn't tried it michigan hasn't even really tried it either so yeah, but this is indiana bro yeah 49 yeah. other states it's just a game yeah. i don't know if you know that so it's pretty serious here, it's a pretty so. big deal here so as uh, as you will find out pretty quickly it's a pretty big deal um you've already probably found out anyway even without the even with limited crowds you've probably been able to find out that it's a pretty big deal here at basketball so. you can just tell the way the playing style mm-hmm. it's just different here you know yeah yeah, it's definitely fun to watch. Those Florida athletes, they couldn't keep up with Indiana. I know that. So, <laughs> Well, obviously, there's more athletes in Florida, <laughs> but uh, the style of play is more, you know, uh-huh. looking for uh, looking out for yourself rather than the team, I would say, in more aspects. In it's Florida. It's more team play here. Yeah, yeah, more team play. That's, mm-hmm. that's what we pride ourselves on. So, uh, Speaking of some teams that played, obviously, everyone played this past week, but we're going to shift to the uh, Northeast Corner Conference Tournament. That happened this past week. We had uh, the Central Noble Boys and the Angola Girls win the tournament. Tournaments uh, locally from our coverage area teams. Uh, you were there on Saturday night. Lakeland Girls made it to their first conference final since or conference tournament championship game since 2008. Uh, fell just short. I wouldn't say just short to Angola. The Hornets kind of took it to them. You were out there Saturday. Um, right now, man, Angola's on the scorched earth tour. Man, they have they have been rolling they've won nine in a row they've beaten all these really good teams and mm-hmm. uh looked like they did the same thing to and lakeland saturday that they've been doing to everything in the last couple of weeks what were your kind of some observations from that game on saturday well first of all topeka is a very <laughs> in- interesting place to drive to <laughs> topeka yeah now, you don't have to put someone i'm just on the toe to- it's topeka. topeka 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 yeah this was evan's first trip this is fun we should have him do a like a weekly column of like things he does for the first time in indiana <laughs> going to topeka emma <laughs> town for a, a westview uh sporting event that that would be high on the list of like that's pretty niche northern indiana you're not going to get that in florida right. no yeah you know? no. i'm not swerving past uh, horse and buggies <laughs> every two seconds in florida no no, no. so the so Amish yeah, land. You, you had a you had a fun time going out to the uh, to Amish country. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but as for the game itself, what were your, some of your observations? So, uh, well, right away, right away, Angola kind of just like took took over. I mean, it was a bad flat start for Lakeland. It was it was an eight point game pretty quick. Angola, it's, Angola's Lauren Leach and uh, Hannah Noll. Mm-hmm. Lakeland could not guard either of them very well. They were yep. kind of doing what they wanted to down low and driving the ball as well. Hannah Noll was very impressive dribble driving. Um, 
And Lauren Leach had 25 points <laughs> for the game, 16 of 19 just from the free throw line. The craziest stat from the game is 22 of 26 free throws for Angola, just 5 of 6 for Lakeland. Wow. So Angola was really really getting inside, getting fouled, and taking advantage of that. But, um, I mean, the one bright spot for Lakeland, I mean, they didn't give up. You know, they were down 16, 18 points at one point, only end up losing by 10. Faith Real had 19 points, so that was a bright spot for them. But and uh, Peyton Peyton Hartside ten, but uh, unfortunately Bailey only had five points on two of seven shooting. And for Lakeland, Lakeland to you know be successful, you know you gotta she's gotta do more than that. Right, Bailey is their is their probably their best player right now. And when she has an off night, it can be tough for them. You know, mm-hmm. no disrespect to Faith Real and and Peyton Hartsoe, but you know they're both sophomores still, so they're still learning kind of varsity game to an extent. They they played varsity the last two seasons, but. Mm-hmm. You know, there still is that learning curve, and uh, you know the performances from this past week for them. You have to think that it's encouraging for the future of Lakeland. You know, even if when Bailey graduates, those two players are going to lead them to probably some more successful seasons. But right now, when Bailey struggles, it's going to be hard for them to win games, and uh, you know that's that's probably going to be the case for the rest of the season. They got a couple more games left here in the regular season before they get ready for the sectional. And they go into that sectional again, and we've talked about it before, but with West Noble and Lakeland and, and Tippy Valley is decent and Central Noble is there lurking as a good team. And mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like, wow, like this is going to be a really interesting sectional. And, you know, that's going to be one really could be determined by how the bracket falls on Sunday for mm-hmm. for them. And, you know, if if uh, if Lakeland gets uh, on the same half with Wallacey and Northwood, you know, maybe they're going to, you know, they could potentially kind of ease their way into the sectional final and let the other teams kind of battle it out. But, you know, they also could draw West Noble and Tippy, you know, on the same side or West Noble and Central Noble. And, and same goes things goes for the other teams too. So um, that's the beauty, uh, I guess, if you want to call it the beauty of the blind draw. You just don't know where it's where you're going to fall. Yeah. And, uh, in quotation marks. It kind of yeah. renders the regular season – pretty meaningless in a sense um mm-hmm. but you know people will argue that you have to play everybody anyway so you right. might as well just doesn't matter which, which round you play them in i guess and going back to lakeland i mean they're they had a tough game obviously but it, i mean angle is a good team but they're still 15 and 5 they right. still have the ability to really beat anybody right. so right. that's what coach gearhart said after the game they missed a lot of gimme shots mm-hmm. against angola like a lot like so he was disappointed in that, but he said, "I mean, ten point game. We make those shots. It's right. We're right there." So, right. and he and he reiterated the fact that they could beat anybody. So, right. watch out for Lakeland still. Right. So the sky, the sky is not falling. I'm not trying to make it sound like the sky is falling in Lagrange right now, but like mm-hmm. you know, they, it's going to be a tough sectional because they they played West Noble, you know, two weeks ago, and that was a close loss for them. They played Central Noble in the first round of the tournament and beat them in a close game. Uh, so. You know, you've got uh, a couple different, uh, you know, wins against those sectional teams right there. Uh, they beat Tippy Canoe Valley in in a, in a tournament. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, like really interesting, that sectional, how that bracket falls uh, will really determine a lot about who could potentially get out. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, if there was ever, like, years to seed sectionals, like this could be one of them with so many good teams, especially that one and the one – that Goshen is hosting with Penn, Goshen, Warsaw, Northridge, those four teams, all pretty solid. Concord and Elkhart having down years. 
you know, the blind draw could fall in favor for either Concord or Elkhart in theory. You know, that's just how it is, but, you know, I don't make the rules. So, I wish I did sometimes, but, yeah. you know. I wish the conference tournaments had more uh, impact than they yeah. do. Yeah, they really don't mean that much, really, in the grand scheme of things. It's cool. I mean, Angola will have... We'll be happy with that. You know, they won the conference tournament. And same thing with the Central Noble boys. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to quickly head up on that. Westview boys lost to Central Noble in the semifinal game, uh, 43-38 Friday night. And uh, it was a good good competitive game. Westview, you know, was down 7 nothing early, and it looked like Central Noble might run away with it. Warriors came back and battled in. You know, they had the lead at multiple times in the game. It went back and forth. Uh, pretty competitive game. And those two teams played earlier in the year, too, with Westview winning. So two close games between those two teams that they might meet again in the sectional if, if the brackets fall their way. They, that could be the sectional final. Um, it's kind of becoming like a mini mini rivalry right now between Westview and Central Mobile uh, in terms of boys basketball because they have played each other now four or five times here in the last two seasons. You know, uh, regular season tournament, you know, um, Sectional, so it, it's a fun little, uh, fun little rivalry between those two. So it could be, could be a fun, fun third potential matchup between those two in the future. Here, um, never going to count out Westview boys basketball. They're, you know, we, like we said last week, right? Death taxes in Westview boys basketball. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving up on them yet. You know, mm-hmm. it's a tough loss, but they're still eight and three. They're going to be there, I think. Yeah. You know, right the ship here. They could still win the NECC regular season if they win out. You know, they're, they're still the un- only undefeated team in the conference. I think they have all in Eastside, but I'm not sure what Eastside is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah, I mean, Central Noble's 13-1 now. Right. So Good team. <laughs> it's, impress- it's impressive that they were able to have a close game with them. Was right. the first game close as well? Yeah, it was 60-54. to 60-54. Westview. So they, they played two games within six points of each other. So they've shown the ability to right. be able to play with some of the best of the best. So right. even at 500, you know, there's still a yeah. team to, be, to watch out for, for right. sure. So uh, getting away from the NECC tournament a little bit, wanted to throw, it, throw more basketball coverage here. Uh, you were at a big game on Thursday last past week, Bethany Christian. Mm-hmm. Beating Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian, 52-36. Uh, Bruins, man, the the youth movement and the Bruins program really showing its uh, showing its strength right now with a couple freshmen uh, standing out there. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I mean they both led the box score. <laughs> uh, it was senior night, but freshman the freshman kind of made the biggest impact. Um, Mariah Stoltzfus had uh, 16 points, and uh, Zoe Willems had 14 points. So, so they they led the box score for them. Mia Reinhardt still had 11, so she led the seniors. She had mm-hmm. double-digit scoring, mm-hmm. so that was impressive. Yeah. But, yeah, they uh, they really got off to a slow start, honestly. They were down early. It was, it was only 5 nothing, but they were turning the ball over. They were having trouble with uh, Blackhawk Christian's pressure, and it looked like Blackhawk Christian might run away with it, you know. But, but the defense of Bethany Christian is what kind of brought them back. Um, and it was a close game throughout the first half after they, like, eased their way into the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think Bethany, uh, you know, maybe if that game was played in, like, late November, they I don't know if they win that game because they were still young and they were still kind of figuring out what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
even after the first time I saw them, I saw them in their season opener. And even then I was like, you know, these young players are pretty scrappy. Like they're going to be good. And I, you know, I had heard the chatter about them coming up as freshmen too. Mm -hmm. uh, And I knew they were going to be pretty good for them. And, you know, you've seen it now. They're 14 and five, I believe on the season now. Mm -hmm. And they just won the Hoosier Plains conference. The, the inaugural Hoosier Plains girls basketball champions, Bethany Christian. So how about that? They beat Trinity over the weekend. So good for them. That's awesome. Yeah. It's the inaugural inaugural year of the conference. So conference champs five and zero. Oh. Um, they're legit because Blackhawk Christian. I mean, they're fourteen three coming in, right. fifteen four now. Right. But uh, Blackhawk Christian had only scored under forty two other times this season. Bethany Christian held them thirty six. Right. So it's pretty clear that Bethany Christian's pretty for real. I right. would say at that, this point. Yeah, and it makes that sectional really interesting because you have Lakewood Park Christian who beat Bethany last week or two weeks ago or whatever, and Bethany now beats Blackhawk. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of, like, you know, those three teams up top are going to be all contending there for that sectional at Fremont. Um, but with the way Bethany's playing right now, like, I, you can't count them out. And they've got a really, really interesting game on Thursday against Goshen. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say Bethany's going to win this game or anything, but it's going to be a really competitive battle. You know, they added this game – Later in the season, because of all the you know the COVID um, postponements, cancellations, this was not a game originally on the schedule at the beginning of the year, but they added it because Bethany started playing well. Goshen's looking for games, so hey, mm-hmm. let's you know let's let's schedule that you know and uh, uh, should be interesting. I, I think Bethany will give them give them fits. I don't know if they're going to win, but if Bethany keeps it close for most of the game, that's a win in itself, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, obviously a big difference classification wise, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I watched, very disciplined team from, from Bethany, so very good on defense. Obviously, it's going to be a great challenge going up against Shoop Hill. They don't face anybody like that in their classification. Usually, let's, usually let, they let's don't. Let's be honest, they, yeah, they usually don't. Yeah, usually they don't. Sometimes the, so. the occasional seven-footer you know, walks their way through 1A, but nah, mm-hmm. usually not. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am intrigued. I am intrigued to see how Bethany handles it. And, you know, even if they, even if they don't win, which I, I mean – I'm not going to make any predictions, but I don't think they would. I mean, Goshen is You just pretty, made a prediction. I just made a prediction. I don't want to make any predictions, but um, <laughs> Goshen, Goshen's very good. You know, if Goshen was down a little bit, Bethany could beat them. You know, Bethany has a couple games coming up here. I think they play Wawasee still. I think they play – Play Concord, uh, I know that. Mishawaka, Concord. Mm-hmm. These are some games, especially Mishawaka and Concord, and they're both having down seasons a little bit right now. Those are wins that Bethany could get against 3A, 4A schools there. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not out of the realm of possibility. So, you know, they got a crazy schedule here down the stretch to get them ready for the sectional. And, you know, Kristen Parson has them going in the right direction right now. And I, 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 I'm really intrigued. I really want to know, like, you know, what, what they can do. And I, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be really fun uh, to see that game on Thursday. So that's why I'm going to it. I wanted to be there. You know, My bold prediction will be that Bethany Christian will uh... – Keep it to single digits. That, mm. That'll be my bold prediction. That's his first one. Mark it down. Yeah. Mark it down, Rich. Put a timestamp on it. Bethany Christian will keep it within ten points mm-hmm. of Goshen on Thursday. Might fall. That prediction might fall flat on its face here, yeah. but uh, but hey, I was impressed with what I saw, so I think I think they could make it a game. I think they will too. I, I'm not going to make any predictions, but no. No more predictions. No more predictions. Um, you have to. We each have to do one bold prediction each podcast. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I I've kind of retired my predictions after I was right about the Northwood State Championship game going into it. 
I said if Northwood can hold Salem to 30, if Northwood gets to 31st, they will win the game. Northwood won 37 to 29. So that was the championship. Game? Yeah, for the championship game. That's how good Northwood's defense was last year. Wow. They were holding teams. They won the super. They won the semi-state 36-22, and they. Uh, so their offense was iffy. I guess. Their offense was <laughs> still pretty solid. Like they could score if they needed to, but mm-hmm. their defense was just so relenting last year. Uh, it was like if Northwood gets to 30, they will win the game, and then sure enough. Northwood won 37-29. That's how good Northwood and Salem were on defense. That was, your, that was your last bowl prediction? That was the last one I made on this podcast. I don't want to make any more because I, I, that was a high note. You know, I got that one right. That's so, whack. You got you to gotta keep trying. No, That's man. no fun. No, man. It's no when you're fun up, at all. I'm not, I'm not a gambler, man. When I'm up, I'm going to get out. I'm, I'm I used to them. be a gambler. Just kidding. Good for you. Sort of. um, <laughs> quickly want to run through some other uh, big championship events from Saturday. Uh, we had Northern Lakes Conference girls swimming finals. Uh, Northridge wins the conference again. They've won six in a row, but Concord really gave them a run for their money. Uh, Northridge finished with 486 points. Concord at 480. Uh, the Minutemen actually won seven of the 12 events uh, combined with the diving and the girls and the swimming. Uh, but Northridge's depth in certain events, the breaststroke, the the 500-yard um, freestyle, and the diving is where they really – really won the meet. They went one, two, and three in both the 100-yard breaststroke and the diving. So when you rack up that many points in one of in two events like that, that's going to really help your total point total. Um, and that was, that's what helped them win. But uh, Northridge coach Kyle Hembry afterwards was even like, that's the best I've ever seen Concord girls swim mm-hmm. like in a meet like that. And um, the Concord coach, Tom Johnson, was named the NLC Coach of the Year. And uh, they had Grace Brenneman win in four events. It's the first time a Minutemen swimmer, girl swimmer, has won in four events at the NLC since like 2002. It's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was a it was a very competitive final. Uh, Northridge still still the class of the conference, six in a row, and like it's super impressive what they've been able to build here. And you know, his, you know, even going down to state, they were second a couple of years ago, fourth last year um, in this state. As you will find out pretty quickly, uh, Carmel Girls Swimming is the standard bear. They have won 33 state championships in a row, I believe, or 34. So it's not caramel. No, it's, it's Carmel. Car- <laughs> it's Carmel. It's Carmel. Sorry for the bad joke, but that's 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 impressive. It is Carmel. Sure. I could see why they're the yeah they're considered the top swim yeah, program. Yeah, they are the biggest school in the state by about 2,000 students. Well, that and, helps, I'm sure. Yeah, so they are like a swimming factory, basically. So, uh, so getting second place in 2018 was like a big deal. Like that, they basically won the state. Like you know, mm-hmm. so and getting fourth place last year, third place. So Rich, Rich is not a fan of the swimming talk apparently. So I might have to wrap it up here. But <laughs> I don't know what the state prospects are for Northridge and Concord this year. Both are going to get swimmers to state. Uh, and also shout out Goshen Sam Hunter broke a 39 year old school record in the 200 yard individual medley. Winning the 200, she was the only non-Northridge or Concord person to win an individual race at the NLC. Good for so, that's awesome. Sam Hunter, cool, cool, shout cool. out, sophomore, 39-year-old IM record that it stood at the school. Isn't that crazy? Wow. 1982. So we don't need to talk about what we were doing in 1982. We already established that earlier. That's so. awesome. A lot of things going on in 1982, apparently. Yeah, uh, and then also we had Northern Lakes Conference wrestling uh, championship meet. Northridge, by 1.5 points, wins the conference tournament. 
they finished just ahead of Mishawaka in the final team standings. So those two schools actually earn a split of the NLC championship. Mishawaka beat Northridge head-to-head in the regular season to finish 7-0 in the conference, and then Northridge won the tournament. So the way the NLC works it is in those individual sports like that, um, regular season counts for half, and then mm-hmm. um, tournament counts for second half. So, so like Northridge girls swimming won the conference outright, sixth straight year, and Northridge wrestling it would have been five straight outright titles that they had they beaten Mishawaka earlier, uh, but it's five straight tournament championships for them. And Mishawaka just new to the conference this year. You knew that was one of the sports when Mishawaka coming in that was going to be a uh, you know a more competitive sport with their addition into it. Um, that and football for sure. You know you thought Mishawaka would be right there, and sure enough, you know they they battled Northridge all year and uh, almost almost came back to win the tournament. Northridge held on. So the Raiders, uh, five straight NLC tournament champions. Um, so they're doing they're doing something good. Multiple uh, mm-hmm. programs they're doing having a lot of success. Yeah, and Northwood had a good showing too, finishing third. They had four winners. Um, so uh, pretty smart. The NLC and the NECC both did their wrestling tournament this weekend because the sectional is on the thirtieth, January thirtieth. That's the next time these teams will compete. Mm-hmm. That way, in case someone goes into quarantine right now, uh, an athlete, a team, whatever, they can, in theory, would have had two weeks to kind of quarantine and get ready for the sectional, come back for the sectional. So now if a team goes into quarantine at any time in the next week, obviously their their season's over because of the timing of the protocols and everything in place. But, you know, in theory, if the NLC event had become like a, you know, quote-unquote super spreader, right, or quarantined right right you, you in theory had two weeks to get everyone quarantined and could be back in time for the sectional in theory what so. did what did the ihsaa announce that you tweeted the boys basketball ago? tournament um the state final championship games will be april 3rd instead of march 27th and they moved that because of uh the ncaa tournament being held all in indiana this year mm-hmm. so they are giving the NCAA basically the opportunity to host Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen games in Bankers Life Fieldhouse that March twenty seventh date if they need it. Okay. So on April third, Saturday, April third, you will have the Final Four and the IHSA Boys Basketball State Championship games going on at the same time in Indianapolis. That's pretty. It's gonna cool. be a great time for That's basketball. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. For Indiana too, like that's that's a big deal. How know? exciting is that, huh? That we have the whole NCAA tournament like two hours away. It's I know cool. it's only. I wish there were fans, you know, allowed to be in the games, but yeah. Hopefully, you know, media will be though. We'll see. We'll have to explore that <laughs> our options. So, and uh, lastly, we just want to hit on a couple uh, national national things that happened over the weekend. Uh, NFL playoffs. Yes, continued. sir. Uh, Evans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Have advanced Let's to the go. NFC Championship game. So um, surreal. Yeah, I know. First time since you were seven, man. So that's what happens when you uh, add the goat. You know, just just mm-hmm. takes one player to kind of put you over the edge. Sometimes mm-hmm. helps that you know that one player is Tom Brady. So, but yeah, really, mm-hmm. you were there. We watched the game together. It was really enjoyable. Uh, yep. Not so much at first. It looked like <laughs> looked like here we go again. You know, because the Saints had beaten up on the Bucks pretty good in the two regular season games. Mm-hmm. But uh, figured it out eventually. Yep. Drew Brees and looked old. Finally. Yes. I mean, yep. he's looked old all year, but, you know. His noodle arm is 
is finally about to retire, I believe. Mm-hmm. Great career, though. Amazing. Definitely Hall of Famer, obviously. Right. You know, great guy. But uh, very happy that uh, mm-hmm. he didn't play very well yesterday. And, and, or on uh, Sunday, I should say. Well, people, if he is indeed retiring, people in this area will be able to hear his voice uh, on Notre Dame football games next year. He's going to be moving into a color commentary role for Notre Dame football on NBC whenever he retires. So hopefully they keep Tony Dungy up there too. I heard he was pretty good with Mike Tirico. So Mike Tirico, Tony Dungy, Drew Brees uh, booth potentially for next year's Notre Dame games, which ironically enough, Purdue comes to uh, Notre Dame next year. So it's cool. The, the I'm Drew sure, Brees, I'm the sure Drew that'd be cool Drew Brees, I feel like that's a good position for him. I think he'll be good on TV, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. Yeah, I think he'll so, be fine. You know? He could be similar to Tony Romo, without maybe being as goofy as Tony <laughs> Romo. As much of a fanboy? Yeah. <laughs> Chad Henney is red for the first time. His, his excitement over Chad Henney's run yesterday on Sunday was pretty uh, pretty amazing. And then he was short. Chad Henney almost <laughs> leads him to this. <laughs> that was pretty funny, too. That was great. Everyone on Twitter was like, what is Tony Romo shouting for? I don't, we don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that your Buccaneers are doing well. Now they got to go play Green Bay in Lambeau. Frozen Tundra. The Frozen Tundra. It's going to be in the 20s, a little bit of snow probably. So yeah. we'll see. You have family up there too, right? You got some family yeah, in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm going to be driving to Wisconsin, watch mm. the game with them. So. Good luck, man. Yeah. Thoughts well, and prayers. We'll see. Good Hopefully luck. the Bucks have a good showing. I appreciated your invite to that, by the way, but I, I can't be around Packers fans. Yeah, so. especially if you're going to. Be mean to my family. I wouldn't yeah, appreciate I don't that very much. <laughs> so it should be fun games. Uh, Bills, Chiefs, AFC Championship game. Packers, Buccaneers, NFC Championship game. Just like we all predicted at the beginning of the year. Yeah, hopefully Pat Mahomes can play. Yeah, he looks like he should be doing fine, I think. so. be a shame if he couldn't play. It would be. Although Chad Henney, man, you never know. He he dazzled. He razzle-dazzled. Give, uh, give me a break. There's a reason he's a, <laughs> he's been a backup most of his career. Hey, come on. So. You never know. I've seen crazier things happen. Look at uh, look at uh, the guy Cardale Jones led Ohio State to the championship. You know, third string. So well, didn't he start like the whole season basically? No, he was a third string quarterback, man. At one point, but he pretty much played a whole season at one point. Well, yeah, semantics, whatever. Um, but anyway, but anyway, back so, to Chad Henney. Back to Chad Henney. If uh, you know. If he was playing the regular season against, like, the Falcons or something, sure, you know, they could win that game. But they're not going to beat the Bills in the AFC Championship game with him. That won't happen. It could happen. It could. I don't think it will. But I think Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes will also play, and it'll be a moot point. But um, What do you think? Are we going to do score predictions for these games? Oh, maybe. Well, I already – I think I dropped him on you a little bit. If Patrick Mahomes plays, it'll be, like, Chiefs, Chiefs 34, Bills 21. 35 21. Look at them five touchdowns. 35 21. Bill or Chiefs. Chiefs 35. Bills 21. And then I'm going to go Green Bay 35. Tampa Bay 31. A couple high scoring games. A couple higher scoring games, I think, on Sunday. You going to make any predictions? Both offenses in the Green Bay Tampa Bay games are both pretty lights out. So I could see it being, I think it's going to be 30 27 Tampa. Yeah. You have to pick Tampa. You have have to. to. So thirty twenty seven there, um, and then Mahomes plays. I think the Chiefs win a closer game than thirty five twenty one. I think it would be like thirty one twenty four, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. The the Bills, I don't know. Like in my brain, like I'm still trying to comprehend them being very good. I guess, and like I feel like they're 
maybe a year away. You know, they needed maybe they need the game to go like I don't know if they're ready. Like kind of like how the Browns look on Sunday for the most of that game, right? Mm-hmm. They were they were making plays, but they couldn't finish off drives and you know turnovers, right? Like that feels like what the Bills might do. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, that Browns game ended up being twenty-two to seventeen, but it was you know twenty-two to three there for a long time or twenty-one, whatever it ended up being. Um, so I think I think Chiefs will be like in control the whole game. Maybe the Bills make it interesting late. But I, I gotta, I can't really go against Patrick Mahomes, like, and I, and I feel bad for picking Green Bay, like, as a Bears fan. But like, Aaron Rodgers is having, like, he's on the, we talk about Angola girls being on a scorched earth tour. Like, mm-hmm. Green Bay is on that. He, Aaron Rodgers is on that right now because they drafted Jordan Love in the first round last year. Yep. He is not losing, like, unless top Tampa, Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, you know, Tampa. Tampa Bay. That's the magic, the Tom yeah. Brady magic. The Brady bro. magic, you the know. Playoff I, you magic. Can't, it's hard to go against Tom Brady, but I, I'm going to take the pack. So, I will say in Lambeau, obviously they played earlier in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Bucks beat them up pretty good. Yeah. But uh, in Lambeau Field, it's a different story. And they've been on a roll, but so have the Bucks. They've won six in a row now. So it'll be a close game, I think. Yeah. And either way, it won't surprise me. But obviously, I'm hoping for a close Bucks win. So. Well, I think you're hoping for a Bucks blowout, but you know. Oh, I don't. That, there's yeah, no, there's no way that's gonna happen. I would be shocked. Sure, yeah. I would be shocked. Hey, so I'm seeing crazier things. I'm just um, trying to see a team host the Super Bowl for the first time with like no fans. <laughs> I think it's like 25 percent capacity. Yeah, so yeah. like 10,000 10, people. That would be something. I thought it was like 18,000 or something. I'm not good at math, dude. They're so going to get as many people in that place for the Super Bowl as they will legally I'm, allow. I'm, I'm trust not, me. I'm, so. not, I'm not good at math, so stop asking questions about percentages and things like that. So My brain hurts. Yeah. yeah. Well, on that note, I guess we'll wrap up this. I guess. Ed- we'll wrap up this edition. We can keep talking. <laughs> we can keep going. No, I'm good. To. I'm good. I don't want to embarrass myself any more than I already have, so... Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Gosha News Sports Podcast, and we will be back next week with more breakdowns of everything going on in the area. We'll have brackets to talk about, girls basketball sectional brackets to talk about. It'll be very exciting, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll maybe the Buccaneers will be in the Super Bowl.